Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, and I lied. Uh, Brian and I thought we would be able to coordinate a time uh, that was later on in the week to do an intro-outro, but it's just me yet again. But next week, we will definitely be back on our shit, like for realsies this time. We're talking with New Orleans-based band Hey Thanks, and you know what? The puns write themselves, and we know how it goes from there, but they are signed to Iodine Records, and if you're really into Taking Back Sunday or just like kind of a lot of different sounds um, that you like to blend together, you're definitely going to enjoy this band, and they have a new LP out uh, later on this month that you should definitely check out. Along with that, we also talk about kind of like a fake record deal and all this kind of things. Brian starts beef about hating New Orleans. It's a whole thing. So make sure you stick around to listen to it. Before we get into the episode, though, just a reminder to comment, rate, subscribe to us on literally every single platform. Brian has put out some really cool concert recaps uh, from Rivals and Ashland and also from Viagra Boys. And we have more coming soon. So make sure you're following over on YouTube for that. Leave us some five-star reviews as well. If you go over on Apple Music, that's the only place you can like write a review. Do that for us. It would be really sick. Or on Spotify, if you're listening over there, just do a five-star rating. And if you listen on the Odyssey app, we're like the number one choice when you type in emo social and give us a five-star rating over there too. Besides that, if you are IRL, you will see us multiple times this week. So you literally have no excuse unless you do not live in the Chicago or Illinois area to come and hang out with us. Wednesday, we're back at Rebel and Rye for May Chemical Romance. That is Brian's thing entirely with the puns and we love it. So we will be there starting at 8 p.m. And there will also be drink specials and it's free uh, just as long as you're obviously over 21. If you can't make it to that, we will be at Emo Brunch at headquarters this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And we're pretty stoked about that. And we have some other things up our sleeves for that as well. We'll put some ticket links in the show notes. Uh, Hopefully we see you there for that. If you decide to go uh, to Emo Brunch early in the afternoon on Saturday or earlier in the morning, and you are an audio aficionado, I will also be speaking later on at 3.30 p.m. at Fort Knox Studio up in Chicago, kind of like Northwest End, to talk about podcasting and social media for Chicago Podcast Day, with along with a lot of really other great individuals, including Heim of Black of Dynasty podcast, uh, James, who used to formerly be on WKQX, now Q101, it's Bag Baby, and a bunch of other uh, Chicago greats who are in the audio sphere. I will also link that too if you want to snack tickets and go as well. We have other really awesome stuff coming up, so just keep it locked in here. Make sure you go follow us on all of our socials at X Emo Social Club X over on TikTok and on Twitter and at Emo Social Club over on Instagram, just so you know what we're doing, what what's happening here. All right, so I'm done chatting your ear off. Let's jump into it. Here is our interview with Hey, thanks. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening back from a two-week hiatus with our new friend Travis from Hey Thanks. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. (laughs) Hey, thanks for loving the grind, the mission and the journey. 
I would never want to ask somebody where their band name come from, but how often does that happen when you're introduced? Um, honestly, the first thing that usually happens is they can't understand what our band name is to begin with. So they'll be like, they'll be like, hi, hello. Or like, they're like, uh, hate things, which is also <laughs> going to be a hardcore band we make later. Oh, uh-huh. um, but yeah, it's just kind of goes everywhere. And at this point, instead of correcting people, we usually just go along with it. I feel like if you're establishing yourself. You know, just don't just be be hate things because I feel like that's going to make a, a as much of an impact as hey, thanks. Exactly. That's what I'm going to promote to Casey. If this record fails, you know, it'll just be a, a hardcore EP. Uh, you can do that thing where there's like secret shows for bands mm-hmm. where they're like all under an alternative name and then people go because they're like, oh, I heard this is like a sick, cool, new, up and coming hardcore band. Everyone's got to go. But then it's you guys and you're like, LOL, this is what you guys think we are. <laughs> or we play twice. Mm-hmm. We just do both of them. And then we, the whole show. We, we, we get all of we, it. <laughs> we wear a mask and like we just pretend we're like a different entity entirely. So. Yeah. Uh. Let's have you introduce yourself and the band. You're the only one here, so you can talk. Uh, you can say anything you want about the rest of the band members if you want. Uh, can be really generous, or you can just completely forget about them. And uh, yeah, just tell us tell us about yourself. Tell us about the band. I want to be really like over the top generous. So first, <laughs> we got Dave Bankston. He's one of a kind. He loves playing guitar. He loves really heavy music. He's like into Converge and all that stuff. And he loves looking at me in disappointment and shaking his head whenever I usually say things. So if he's in the (laughs) chat right now, um, Dave, you're killing it. Good job. Um, Then we've got Alex Rodrigue, bass player for Non. He's a ghost sometimes because like he's in and I love him to death. He loves cars. He has more cars than me, um, and he works in IT, so fucking congrats, Alex, because you're killing shit. <laughs> then we got Jaron Dufresne. He's lead guitarist, sometimes a keyboard button masher, and he works at a coffee shop. He's grinding. He loves beating me in chess and in Super Smash Brothers. Um, his favorite uh, food is chicken nuggets, and <laughs> he... Absolutely is killing and grinding. Good job, Jaron. <laughs> and lastly, we've got Trevor Lee, all-star drummer, plays with one hand, but actually has three. Um, you know, he's he's just grinding his ass off. He works for State Farm, so he's always trying to sell me insurance. You know, um, you're killing it. Keep grinding. And I'm Travis Opal. I work for Chipotle. I teach, taste, and cultivate a better world by bringing food that I, I don't know exactly what they want me to say on this promotion, but, um, but yeah, I work at Chipotle in new Orleans. I write a lot of songs. I sing, um, I play instruments sometimes not in the live setup, but you know, behind the scenes. So Travis, you're killing it. Good job. <laughs> and <laughs> that so. was Awesome. First of all, to tell everybody to keep grinding, you know, stay on that grind set. Yeah. Stay on the grind set. That's a good term. I've never heard that. 
don't 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 put it on the internet uh, because there's a lot of people in that grind set and there's like oh no Brian Yo, just... Brian does this thing where he comes up with new words and then realizes that they're maybe not the best thing to say uh, out loud or on the internet until it's too late. No, I'm just too on the internet and I, I guess... just know them. I guess it depends on the context of like where you're saying grind set at, you know, maybe not the best at a club or something. Yeah. You know, maybe. No. Keep it, yeah. uh, keep it outside of the club or when you're dancing, it's usually used by people who are like trying it. It like crypto bros would be like, you got to stay on that grind set. You know, you got to hustle, you got to be out there, you got to be making money. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you, like you're an idiot like you you don't know how, how to make bros money have you spoken with this last no month? i just like see like all this stuff on the internet from all these these people who are just like yeah i'm out here grinding and i'm hustling and it's like you're 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 on minimum wage man like you're just you're yeah. not really working for anything you're just sort of like posting on the internet it's it's crazy though because like the more like you go into the feed and you watch those crypto bros grind it out your, your algorithm's just going to start feeding you crypto bros left mm-hmm. and right. It's going to be like little sardines jumping around on your pizza, you know? They're <laughs> cr- crazy. Soon Brian will become a crypto bro, fuck and no. then we're actually going to have to disown him Absolutely entirely. The fuck How not. sad is that? All things start off ironically. Yeah, that's not, that's actually pretty true. <laughs> Uh-oh. I was like, Uh-oh. oh, you heard of this email Uh-oh. thing? I'm like, not really that into it. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck emo music. I mean, I mean, I, I love emo music. It's great. It's great shit. It's just so much fun, and we love the sadness, and uh, it's good. That's all I got. Oh my god. I got nothing to add to that. Hard- Hardcore Hotline said better. Th- no, Boston Hardcore. That's actually what we are for real. Is uh, <laughs> we're Boston Hardcore. Um, from from the Bronx in Boston. Yeah, you know, in where, fact, you that's are the, the same thing. The band, the Bronx. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think the Bronx was like, I guess I just thought of bronze. So like, I thought when people said they were from the Bronx, it, it was like they were like they lived in like a metal place, like full of metal everywhere. <laughs> yeah. We live in dystopia world right now in the Bronx because oh, it's bronze. Oh, <laughs> that would be kind of awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> Like a little steel little world. God, yeah. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. Suburban indie rock star Snow Ella reminds us what it's like to be a teenager with their new single, 19. After a hiatus, Hoodie Allen is back with his new single, Wouldn't That Be Nice. Rising artist Charlotte Sands partners with Erin Gillespie on her new single, Out of My Head. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. All right, so let's talk about your upcoming LP that drops on May 27th called Start Living off of Iodine Records. 
what is going on with this? Because at least when Casey sent this over, it very much gave me kind of like early Taking Back Sunday vibes. And that's how I've kind mm-hmm. of explained it to people. Uh, but yeah. what do you think about it and like your influence for this album? I, I think this record was a big diversity pool, a, a big pool of diversity for like the people and bands and genres we got influenced by when we were in the process of writing it. Um, because we wanted to make like a record that even though it had its emo characteristics to it, that you could pull from every song when you really like listen through the record, every song kind of has a pull from like a little bit different of a genre. Like, you know, the song we just premiered today, um, it is like very indie pop influence, you know, inspired by things like Bowie or the strokes or like Dayglow and stuff. So I think this record's just a good stamp and a good start for us to like kind of not really claim ourselves as like a genre of anything particular. We just kind of want to be known as like, hey, thanks when people listen to us. So, yeah. What were some of the influences? I mean, uh, um, was it Boston hardcore? So, all just Boston yeah, hardcore? It, it, it was all, <laughs> it was all Bane. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I mean, we had influences from, you know, bands like Taking Back Sunday, The Academy Is. Um, you know, I was really, when I grew up and I was into that whole scene, I, I really liked, um, not theatrical to the extent of, like, Panic of the Disco, but, like, I, I just liked singers that had a little bit of, like, spunk or personality in their in their voices, you know? So, like, yeah, b- bands that had, like, William Beckett or, like, Adam Lazara, like, I, I drew a lot to those bands, and... Uh, or bands like Circus Survive, like, you know, I have the tattoo oh, hell right here. Um, I, you know, big fan of Anthony Green. Uh, and like I said, even some of the songs, you know, we got inspired by bands like the 1975, The Strokes. Um, I'm a big fan of Tame Impala, actually. So, you know, that was a, a little influence in, you know, one of the songs for me. Um, it just, it, the pool is like huge. Uh it's hard. We could go down a list and, you know, probably bring in, if I had the other members, they would have their own list of things that I don't even know about. So, but there's a, uh, you, you listed off a bunch of bands that I like. So already I'm like, yeah, let's just, you know, I will like the record just based on that. So uh, go listen to it, everybody. Hell yeah. I'm also listen to just, it. And even if you don't like it, listen to it still pay me that that 0.3 cents yeah yeah just get the streams in log yeah, in or don't lo- you don't even have to log in you just have to go to uh spotify with a free account and listen to it and when that ad plays you know that's three cents that's 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 three, three individual pennies and after the record deal split it's actually 1.5 pennies you know oh hell yeah <laughs> hey there we're gonna kill go. it oh yeah iodine in the chat How's that? Okay, Casey's like one point five. Casey's rolling in the pennies right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Scrooge McDuck, but like, just <laughs> you have like a pool of just pennies. Three whole pennies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like a backyard, like uh, inflatable pool full of pennies. Just jump right in, break your neck. <laughs> that would be pretty. That'd be pretty fire. I've never broken my neck, so I'm ready for the experience. Let's, uh, you know, let's just let's just. Nope, I don't really want to go down that road. I was about to say, like, let's don't don't say it. Hey man, don't backyard say it. party. Let's just you know head first. Head first. That's the goal. 
If y'all have a pool, I'm coming. So, <laughs> pool party for Scrooge McDuck's only. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to change my name first, but then we'll be Gucci. So. See, it all works. Oh yeah. So, how did it go with your new single premiering today, with the alternative? Um, it seems, you know, out of all the premieres we had, I mean, everybody's killed it as far as uh, promoting each single that we've come, we've came out with. Um, I would say the alternative um, is the first one I've seen like I'll be a lot more active on a uh, Twitter per se. Like I've seen them retweeting like other people's retweets of it and stuff. So I mean, that's cool. Um, I was like at work mid launch, so like I was trying to like flip some chicken and then like go to the back and type on my phone and you know, share and retweet shit, then getting yelled at by my managers. So, you know, cool stuff. <laughs> that means it went really good. Yeah. Do you just tell everybody, like, as they're like, you're like, uh, brown or white rice? And also, have you heard this new song on the alternative? <laughs> yeah, I just shove, like, the uh, uh, download card, like, underneath the rice. So when they finish, <laughs> like, getting to the bottom of it, they're, they're like, what the? F and then they bring it back up to complain that they had something in their food. And I'll be like, yeah, check it out. Yeah. I'm sorry that I put hot cool? fire in I the bottom. I gave you free. Yeah. I gave you three whole cents. Say thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Why yeah. are you complaining? You're literally getting a tip from me. Sorry, the spiciest salsa was on the bottom. Facts. It's my hardcore facts. It's my, it's my single, you know, hot singles in your area. I'm sorry. That just. Hey. If you need us, you're already perfect to work at Chipotle. I'll, <laughs> send, I'll let you send an application in, okay? I go to Chipotle uh, enough that I'm like, I'm, I'm up on how to order it. I actually ate it today, so that's even, yeah, <laughs> it's even more on the nose. Oh God, Casey just put fifty percent after recouping, so actually Casey gets three cents right now. Oh my gosh. Damn. Oh no. All right. Yeah. Everyone go hate stream it right now. <laughs> yeah. Go hate stream it. <laughs> yeah. Get those, get that coop. Get that coop going. Yeah. Get, get that chicken coop. Yeah. Let's go. Let's coop these chickens. Oh yeah. That's not a, that's not a very like motivating sentence. I don't think. <laughs> Let's coop those chickens. Let's coop those chickens. <laughs> I feel like that is, I feel like that's something like PETA would take offense to. It'd be like, hey, he'd be like, can we not know, put bestie. animals in cages for your record? Uh, <sighs> it's not a real. It's thing. gonna be hard. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, and it's gonna be hard to you know not coop those chickens. Mm -hmm. So you know everybody's everybody's yeah. putting in a little bit of work. You know everybody's struggling, everybody's suffering for the art, but eventually we will coop those chickens. Yep. Write it. Write that one down. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, see how. Let's see how good that one goes. <laughs> Uh, how is, how is the scene in Louisiana? And we're going to get into my feelings on New Orleans specifically, but oh my I want to try to be positive first. And I want to ask like, what is the scene like in New Orleans? What is the scene like in Louisiana in general? Like, how do you feel like, uh, like pop punk and, and emo and those kinds of genres like are getting received, uh, in that area of the country? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, honestly, it is kind of shitty because a lot of touring acts uh, usually skip over Louisiana. They'll go from like Texas straight to Florida. So every so often, you know, um, a bigger act will come through. As far as like the local scene goes, there's tons of like really good local bands. And like, we, I feel like 
and to the extent of like band ship and stuff, there's a lot of people in, in the New Orleans and Baton Rouge residing area where that like play music and like love music. But I think the hardest thing Louisiana has, at least when it comes to like the alternative or like emo scene, is that there's not as many um, people on the outside, like consumers that would like listen to the stuff going out to these local shows and stuff and stuff like that. I feel like they, I feel like it's, it's good. They always are hype about releases, but it's harder to get people to, you know, choose going, I don't know, to a local dive bar show that has some cool bands versus going to, you know, a club and just getting drunk or going on bourbon or whatever, you know? So it's, it's a strange environment. There is bands out here though, that, do draw and pull like big audiences like you know we have a what's it um you know we have bands like kawaii as fuck um our friends in handout um you know kane hill is from new orleans mm -hmm. and you know they're they're you know they've been popping off for a while now so it's there's people that can that can draw it's just about i i feel like that's the thing i miss about that i miss about the old scene that i didn't get to be a part of was i feel like even though now like streaming and like sharing and people are more like awesome, nice to each other about music. I feel like that sense of community sometimes gets a little like tangled or a little lost. So, you know, I, I try not to let it be discouraging more of like, just a I need to like grind more to push people to feel like they're a part of something, I guess. Part of that you know? grind set. That grind set. <laughs> Hashtag crypto bros. Hashtag. Oh my god. Hashtag band scene grind set. I don't like it. I would say we can make that the title of this episode, but we are going to get the worst types of people yeah, just, listening to this and not. a lot of hate messages mm -hmm. concerning why we're not talking about crypto. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm gonna tell them to 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 sell on the dips. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Sell, sell, sell. I'll be like, trust me. It's a new method. <laughs> uh. The couple of times I've been to New Orleans, like I, I generally am interested in like going to see a city, going to visit somewhere and like find those smaller dive bar venues, uh, the places mm -hmm. where you can kind of like get out of the normal, like touristy, you know, trap area. Yeah. And like get to places where there's going to be more dive bars and locals, like just going to see stuff. And so, of course, in New Orleans, they're like, go to Frenchman Street, where it's just like jazz and i will say this uh again on the internet not a huge jazz fan uh kind of kind of don't get it and i would rather I hear know something i just saw a tiktok this afternoon and said in the music industry what's a red flag and it's and they said someone who dislikes jazz I'll, and i immediately thought of you. i will be a red flag i'll be the red flag for this pod i don't care my opinion on that though is that like to me i look at things like jazz as like an environmental kind of music, like just like a movie, like not every movie you go to is supposed to make you feel comfortable or some of them is sometimes you're supposed to feel sad, happy. I feel like jazz is one of those things where it's like, yeah, if I go to a bar, like wanting to experience a band to like focus my attention to and dive in, then yeah, sometimes I could agree. Like, you know, jazz is something I can easily get like mind numb to. And like, it, it just kind of falls into the background of my head. Cause I'm not it like focused on it. But I think that itself speaks to what, like, I guess the purpose of jazz is, is, which is to just create the environmental space that you're in. So you can focus on, like, 
I guess hanging out with somebody or doing something else. But yeah, um, that's that's essentially how I felt about it at the time, too, because I was like, OK, I'm having my very sugary drink sitting in this bar in Frenchman Street after drinking for a couple other days and <laughs> looking at all of the the saints like I think the saints were playing because they were on TV, but then it was also oh, like God. a bunch of jerseys around and all this stuff. And I'm like, this isn't uh, fun for me. This is this is. This is just not that much fun. Yeah, I, I totally can feel that. Sometimes um, New Orleans can be like a handful. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of belligerent people. I mean, especially considering it's the only state where you can just legally drink outside and walk around. That also makes it one of the dirtiest cities ever because people literally just throw alcohol cans. They throw stuff all over the streets. And then the trash pickup has to come in the morning and do what a little they can just for the next night to destroy it all again. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, as far as like, um, yeah, clean city, it's definitely possibly not that I, I would say New Orleans is a city to me that definitely has its own sort of character, but I could, if you're one of those people that's trying to like get into some sort of music esque group or like thing that like is, um, you know, derived from a particular genre or band, Maybe New Orleans isn't the biggest resource of that kind of thing, but I, I, there's still some things like I can love and hate about it, you know. I think like any city. Yeah, you know, like I had a terrible experience uh, outside of Boston, the first tour we ever did, you know. Um, so like, you know, we got we we I think there was two. Uh, we had two shows. We were playing. Actually, it was the first tour we played with Unamused Dave. And both the shows in Massachusetts, the first one, um, the promoter never showed up. Um, the fly, there was never a flyer. Uh, <laughs> the, the opening band left after they played. We played uh, last, I think, and or second to last. And apparently there was another band because there was only, f so there was nobody in this venue besides these four people. And I had no idea. I just thought they were people that were like, here to check something out well it turns out that they were also like the closing local band that i never wow. got informed about okay. and i remember they got re really pissed off that like i didn't say their name like they got pissed that i didn't say you know um they're coming on next even though like they were the only ones in the room so <laughs> it, it was kind of a it, it really kind of blew my mind i was just like okay i guess i'll just tell you that you're playing uh at the end of this Life set for you yep <laughs> yep it was strange and then and then the, uh man that was just a chaotic uh like three-day thing because then we like show dropped so yeah there's experiences i could like go off about with every city i've been around but you know there's still some things you can love like that boston architecture yeah <laughs> and the hardcore and, the, and oh, Bane, come on! I, Bane. This is not an attack on Bane. Yeah, this is a different attack on a different city. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm gonna, this, I'm this... gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say my first controversial take on New Orleans. Uh oh. Let's go. I'll just start with a controversial take. I don't think the food is that good. I don't get why people say the food in New Orleans is so good. Where did you go? Uh everywhere uh anywhere that it was like different styles of food so I, I went there one time uh 
with an ex. So that also jaded that trip. Maybe. I really just think that there's a lot of tainted memories. I that went come with the it, second time though for a bachelor party with all of my close friends. So I had a lot of people with me that were like into the same stuff and like wasn't a bad time. But I think we ate at like a nice restaurant and then we ate at like we had po' boys and we had uh, I hate po' boys. It's like like I love bread and spicy fried anything that just that just Mm -hmm. makes for a good sandwich to me. But I was like, this is not uh, good. This is this is not tasty to me at all. Uh, We did go to we did go to Popeye's one day we're like we're gonna try it okay (laughs) so here's the story we get into an uber me and a buddy of mine because i i had never had popeyes here so i was like well let's check it out in louisiana never had popeyes in general no no i never really had it so uh we were going to check it out for my first experience of louisiana fast and we get into an uber to take us there and the uber driver's like am i taking you to am am i taking you to popeyes we're like, yeah, like, what's the problem? He's like, you guys are in Louisiana. You're going to go eat a Popeye's. You guys are are, are being oh real gosh. dumb. And I'm like, well, I never had it. He wants to try it out, see if it's any different than it is in anywhere else. He's like, trust me, it's not. And then my friend happens to notice that he has an empty bag of Popeye's stuck under his chair that we can <laughs> see. And he's like, hey, isn't that a bag of Popeye's in your chair? He's like, uh, all right, well, we'll get you there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But you're eating it and you're from here. What's happening? That's so crazy. Um, Yeah, I've never, I mean, I think on one of these podcasts I did last month, I literally said, they asked me what uh, my, if I was on death row, like what my wish would be. I straight up said, uh, I, for my last meal, I would like eat a Popeye's biscuit just to choke to death because it's so like dry. You know, mm-hmm. and just eat like two or three of those and then just like call it. I'll die before I get to the execution. So and it all um, on my own terms. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel the Popeyes. Exactly. If I was on death row, I probably deserve it, you know, so <laughs> that was it. But uh, freaking. Yeah, I mean, there's some good places there. Like uh, me and my girlfriend for my birthday went to a place. It's like it was an Italian spot called Irene's and uh, yeah. it, it's like right around Decatur they were pretty good stuff I, I definitely like I think what it is is like I think New Orleans has great food but I also am not one of those people that's a hater and thinks like every other city sucks with food because like mm. I've been to San Francisco you know Los Angeles every place and city I've been to has had really good spots you know so it's I, I don't the whole like I'm gonna like hold myself to my city for food I think that's just a uh, I don't know. It's I'm just going to call it lame. <laughs> <laughs> As a defender of deep dish, I understand. <laughs> oh yeah. In that we deep don't dish. Really eat deep dish. That's like yeah, a, eat it that often. It's a special like occasion a food. Thing. Deep dish just like uh makes my stomach feel upset when I hear the word. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I wouldn't even That's be able to do this like podcast. Taco Bell too much. <laughs> So yeah, heavy, yeah. I just can't even think about my music right now. <laughs> so hundred percent. So that was your first take on New Orleans. What was the second thing, or another thing that might have like really pissed you off? So let's get it all out. 
So as a as a avid fan of you know the 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 darker things, the witchcraft and the voodoo edgy. and the and the edgy side of everything, doing a cemetery tour, uh, Marie uh, Marie Laveau's, yeah. Uh, I was almost going to say it wrong and I don't want to embarrass myself. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, about a city that I had experiences in. And now I'm, sh- I'm shaming. Uh, yeah. Marie Laveau's uh, grave site and did a tour around that cemetery, went to her shop and all that kind of stuff. And um, the tour guide at the cemetery was like, so Nick Cage owns this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, huh. and she was like, yeah, we we hate Nick Cage here. Like like that guy is just buying up a bunch of parts of the city and then like trash. I heard he. Yeah, I heard he moved out here or had some houses out here or something. I don't know the details of all that, though, but crazy. Yeah. So uh, there's that. The, the, the dirty part. I'm like, you know, that I, I understand the drinking outside and all that part. Totally get yeah. it. That's not even like my biggest issue. But if the if a lot of people there are like. Yeah, this big celebrity came in, started buying a bunch of like the city, and now we all hate it. Like, I kind of feel like oh. that's not a, a a good selling point to all of that like creepy stuff. It's like, oh, it's Nick Cage, but fuck him. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely feel that. I've never been to a cemetery tour, honestly. Um, I feel like. I feel like if you, I guess, if you wanted to like have any sort of experience, I guess you could have went to some like. I don't know, plantation tour or like they have swamp. I don't know if they have it in new Orleans, but like down where I'm from, they have like swamp tours. So you can get we on like an airboat. Too. Yeah. We did. And they'll too. just take you to see an alligator, I guess, or something. <laughs> They're like, look at that little, little guy. Yeah. yeah. We saw like Tiny. one alligator, but we mostly saw like little hogs swimming around and they threw marshmallows at them and they came right up to the boat. Are those the feral hogs? Or yeah. Oh, they're feral. <laughs> they're vicious. Crazy. Yeah, I don't. I, it's funny. I mean, I've lived here most of since like you know my childhood, but I have yet to really do a whole lot of uh, foresty kind of things. You know, I've actually you know I I'm kind of even right now because I've done a swamp tour here, but I also did the little like Breaking Bad like tour thing in New Albuquerque one time. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. You know, so yeah. Albuquerque one, New Orleans one. <laughs> One. I also did the uh, I, I went to the uh, American Horror Story Coven House in New Orleans and just looked oh. at it. And that was that uh, in, the, <laughs> in the like Garden District area, which was I mean, you know, I'll give it to the Garden District. That was a pretty nice uh, little time there taking a streetcar, which does not have air conditioning. And as a as a, a northern Chicago winter person, I'm like, this is way too hot and I hate it. And. You talking about the trolleys? Yeah, the trolley. Oh, okay. Streetcar trolleys. We don't have them. We just have. I mean, they they are around here. You just have to find them. Yeah, they're they're on the road though, and they're like driving around, and they have a bunch of rowdy fools in them. Yeah, it's that's uh that's New Orleans. Yep. (laughs) It's it's hard it's hard to say because like New Orleans has its spots that are very like local, and you can see like. You know the people who are actually from here and stuff but there's just a lot of sections in new orleans that are like heavy tourist traps so it's uh it's easy to get confused or lost about like what's not a tourist trap at this point because i mm-hmm. feel like most of decatur french quarter most of like magazine like i feel like uh to some degree like 
I mean, they've always had been kind of gentrified, but like, it just feels like it's all kind of like touristy, if that mm. makes any sense. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt that really hard being there because, again, I don't really like doing the touristy stuff, but even Frenchman Street still felt touristy and walking around everywhere. It still felt very like everything is a tourist trap or everything just funnels into those areas and you can't really escape it. Yeah, it, honestly, like you'd be better going like, I guess, to the outskirts of New Orleans or something to really get a vibe of New Orleans, because the inner city is definitely like just that. Yeah. What is it yeah. like to tour there? Like, what is it like to do you like if you you're said a band? That, yeah, the bands like you said, come through and they just sort of skip over you. But like. Are, like when you're on tour, do you play like the other cities there? Do you, are you, uh, yeah. Like how, do, how does the tours work around where you're from? Um, I mean, we've done a lot of, um, you know, I think there's been like seven or eight different tours that we did before the pandemic. Cause you know, we started playing in like 2017. Um, so a lot of times, yeah, like we'll usually route our own tour. We'll, we'll play like one or two places in Louisiana as we're like heading out of state or going like east or west or whatever. Um, and honestly, usually they're it's pretty fair crowds. It's not I don't we had one moment as a band where when we were coming out of like the Lafayette scene, I remember we would like pack shows out a lot, but it was a very like short lived moment because a lot of the scene and bands started like kind of just breaking up or you know, I think we have this curse actually where like every band we play with ends up breaking up and I don't know what it is, <laughs> um, but that happened at least like six or seven times. Like we, we just play with the band and then like two or three months later, they just, they, that's it. You know? <laughs> so um, we just decided like to help the community grow. We're going to stop playing shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you got uh, one of those uh, New Orleans curses put on you by someone. I know. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared for iodine right now. So you know, be weary. <laughs> um, oh my god. But yeah, it's it, it's definitely not bad. Like there is sometimes where we'll play a show in Baton Rouge or in New Orleans, and like the turnout will be decent, you know, and like people will be into it. And I think the people that do care really care. And we've had supporters and friends that have kind of stuck by us throughout this whole little like journey. Um, and you know, if it wasn't for them, we would never have like these new crowds or new people like kind of starting to like come into, you know, viewpoint and going out of viewpoint. Like I think they keep it strong enough to where new people are interested in coming to shows still. So shout out to all the OGs that are holding it down for hey thanks it's only going up from here brother oh not fun as it goes down pulling out the water oh no we're back with another spicy takes this time it's a battle to the death with our friends okay cool a local indie emo chicago band that we've had on the pod before so we're stoked to have them back here doing some hot sauce challenges with us 
As always, we're sponsored by our friend Soothsayer Hot Sauce. And you can get some of their hot sauces, like the ones we featured here, like Decay, over on their site at SoothsayerHotSauce.com. To watch the full video, head on over to our YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to leave a comment. Let us know whose spicy takes you want to hear next. Rate us and subscribe. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. Well, and then <laughs> you, you mentioned that you guys used to be like this kind of pizza i'm I'm assuming like defend pop punk s type energy <laughs> oh literally and now you're obviously you're doing a lot of different experimentation what made you want to do that um I, I won't lie i think i think what it was was so as just a pre-context to like hey thanks lore um the band technically started in 2016 and it was with a different singer. It wasn't me. It was, uh, I think, Trevor, Jaron, and Alex are the only originals. Me and Dave are, like, technically newer members, even though we've been with the band longer than the old members. Um, and when the band first started, you know, the name Hey Thanks comes from, like, that Wonder Years B-side track. There's a... Uh, so... The whole band at the time and the old singer, I think, were like really into like bands like the Wonder Years and the Story So Far and all that stuff. And so when they were writing music together, it was formed as a pop punk band. And I think when I joined, after we had wrote like the first EP, which we is no longer on streaming, um, we just kind of started realizing like my voice doesn't fit that that modern pop punk criteria, and it, it just felt a little like out of place. So like it felt like all the songs we were writing just it, it didn't like connect with us really and so over time you know we did another ep that's on streaming and that was a little bit you know more into that emo versus pop punk type of style mm. and uh i i just think with this record you know is i i run a little like studio where i do you know production and demoing and i mix stuff and work on my own solo stuff and everything and i think being able to have all those little production things and synthesizers and all that stuff, it kind of helped me experiment in the box more before we like ever went into a studio. So I think that had a big leap to like where this record went because, you know, before that we were just like a bunch of people jamming in a garage and sometimes it's really cool and you can make really cool stuff. But I feel like when we all, are able to like hear pre-production and demos we can actually sit there and like work with each other and try to figure out what's best for the song and not get you know it's easy to like play together and then like the next time you practice like somebody forgot something or like we don't remember what the song was and you know you got five people raising their hand for like ideas so it was just a lot more um honed in i guess and that's what led us to just saying hey fuck it let's not be a pop punk band anymore like like you know all names even though hey thanks people might think pop punk because it's derived from that one to your song you know all names over time don't mean anything you know like it'll become its own thing as time grows so i think with this being our debut record that'll hopefully like kind of cut the cord from that that era of what we were not to hate on it though because it got us to where we were today you know yeah so you can obviously still like the music but know that it's like not the music not you want to make energy anymore yeah yeah like i still love all you know there's a lot of pop punk bands and stuff that i i i still appreciate and like value as like 
things that drew me to my journey you know like they kept me going and if it wasn't for those bands i wouldn't have discovered other bands that went farther down the rabbit hole so you know it's a it's all about this journey that's all it's about <laughs> It's about the journey we're all on. It's not about. It's about the, the grind core. It's about the grind. It's about the grind core grind set. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's about the 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 grind, not the destination. Yeah, it's about the it's about the sell, um, sell whenever it's it's <laughs> sell when the the wave is dropping, and yeah. not uh buy more. You know. Yeah. Sell your stocks. Sell it, everyone. Yeah. Sell at the dip. Sell at the peak. Yeah. Sell uh, the peak. Just sell. Just sell it. Uh, money is fake and uh, crypto no, is not real. Fake, fake, fake stuff. Everything is fake. Everything is made up. Like you can, I can get, I can give you a handshake right now. That might be worth a, a million dollars in my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you <laughs> could you can take a photo of that and make it an NFT, and somebody could potentially buy it for a million dollars. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. I got to figure out where to put an NFT picture at. You know, let them do all the work. <laughs> listen i ha I found a whole tiktok that i use to teach my class how to make an nft and to also explain nft so listen guys we could do this <laughs> let's do it very we'll easily we'll talk after the stream ends <laughs> there we go there we go i swear i if i could just sell a thought to somebody for like millions of dollars i'd be the new nft guy like oh have you ever had this thought in your head it's worth oh a lot of money if you want it you know, but you gotta go. But here. you don't tell it to them. Yeah, you can't like you have to like vaguely talk about it until they like have contracts there, and you'll be like, I can't explain the full thought until I see the pa the paperwork. <laughs> it's like, and I have my lawyer read over it. Yeah, and then we're good. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm just gonna build a thought marketplace and then have a thought uh, bidding war, and then everybody. Does that can... include the? the brain microchips we're all going to get. Oh that's, my gosh. That's where it goes. That's the future. We're just going to have our thoughts on I don't on even use my brain. Jokes on them. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. No <laughs> thoughts in there. Uh, that's yeah. what's up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm already mindless. Your, your chip might actually make me smarter. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> uh, Back to your songwriting. I know that it's it's sometimes hard to you mentioned like everybody having ideas and all that stuff and like kind of getting uh, egos out of the way, uh, and like kind of just letting the song be the song, you know? Um, yeah. What do you what do you think like the the music is like focused on? What is it about? What are your your lyrics about? And like, uh, obviously, it's probably not all cheese pizza and defend pop punk anymore. So. Uh, like, what do you think, like, uh, most of it is like driving towards or, or what is the story of your, of your words of the, of the record of the, yeah. the word? Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, a lot of the songs, I mean, this might or might not be shocking just cause you know, I don't know how people feel, but we, we recorded a lot of these songs in pre-production, like 2019, 2020, like right into the pandemic. Mm. And, um, uh, I think for us, you know, it's funny, the album name didn't actually come until after the record was finished, but uh, a lot of the songs were kind of like, you know, context about wishing you could say things the right way to people that you, you make up in your head, but it, like when you actually see them, you don't, it doesn't come through the right way or like just kind of being misunderstood, uh, you know, about your, the way you feel about things. 
it's definitely a big I have feelings and I think I'm expressing them one way but nobody's understanding them this way you know that's kind of like a lot of the the basis of the songs which is like why we ended up kind of naming the record start living because we wanted people to like have a record that they could aspire to you know motivate them or like make them feel like they can do something you know so like i said whenever i i always end the podcast i always will say like you know start living the way may 27th start living comes out and i hope you do so i hope you start living <laughs> yeah but there's all kind i mean there it's there's a lot more like like nick pits that that certain songs have when it comes to uh nitpicks my bad that songs have whenever you get into the lyrical composition but for the most part it's just about literally like you know love feeling like down because like you can't really control the things around you the pandemic really kind of like drove us all mad because we didn't know where we were going as a band we didn't even know we were going to release this record as uh on a label you know we 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 had self-released a single until casey found us through the grapevine um thanks to gary sioni um and so you know this record's just kind of like a big clusterfuck of all those misunderstood feelings that we had in that that era of time so is it mostly you writing or are you writing with everybody else or, or like how does how does the contributions go into making a final song <clears throat> um well I think each one is a little different on it, like when it came to the writing process. But for the most part, a lot of the songs typically would start off like in pre-production on my computer. You know, I would like record some drums and some guitars, and um, I would map out a lot of the songs. And then, you know, I'd have our drummer Trevor, or like maybe Dave, or Jaron, or Alex. One of them would like come over, and you know, I'd show them this demo and be like, "Yo, what do you think about this?" And, uh, they, you know, they'll, they'll give their feedback and we'd start like diving in and saying like, you know, what can we change? What's, what could we make more interesting to make this chorus hit harder? Um, and then, you know, there was a couple songs where we did write it in a room together. Like there was, I think the last song on the record, uh, me, Dave and Trevor, I remember Dave, uh, he was coming up with the, the riff for it and, you know, we had a whole different kind of song at first. And then Trevor came in and was like, Hey, what if we just, we play this beat instead. And, you know, so that one actually came together from just jamming. Uh, so it's always a little different. I don't think you can put a definitive, like type of process when it comes to writing a song, but you know, we just, we just go with the flow. We just do whatever is making sense in the moment <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, now from there, so you kind of oh. mentioned you weren't too sure if you were going to be releasing anything on the label, and then you connected with Iodine Records. But um, what's going on here with your uh, <laughs> fake Pure Noise record deal Everybody's that asked. it oh. seems like everyone oh. is asking about on our socials yeah. and right now in the stream? That's so funny. Wait, I haven't even checked the stream in a minute. What's happening? <laughs> Mostly just oh saying gosh. Pure Noise Records. Pure Noise Records. Oh, my gosh. Um, so... <laughs> When I joined the band, so I was actually in a different band in 2016 whenever uh, 
Hey Thanks was, you know, playing with their old singer. And I remember we, my old band played a show with them uh, in this little town outside of New Orleans. And they actually had brought like a big crowd of people out there. And, uh, you know, my, my old band, like we, we had good shows here and there, but we had no like draw really to anything. So when we played with them, I was kind of like blown away, you know? And then six months later, um, one of the band members hits me up and is like, Hey, um, so I've got an opportunity for you. I wanted to ask if you like, you know, we're looking for a new singer. And I was like, Oh shit, what happened to the old singer? And they were like, they're like, I'm going to, they're like, I'm going to be straight up with you. We got a record deal from pure noise records. And like, <laughs> so, so my first thought was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Cause I was just getting laid off of, uh, at Kellogg's, the company was like laying everybody off. Um, and, and, you know, Hey, thanks was like wanting to like tour and like do all this shit, like, like on the get go. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, I start like learning all the songs uh, that the old singer had. And I, you know, went to do some practices with them. We set up a few shows and then a month into it, um, they were trying to email or they were trying to email back this email that was claiming it was like Jake from pure noise or something. <laughs> Uh -oh. And uh, and they were starting to not get as many responses back. And and it, the original email had said that they wanted to get signed. Hey, thanks, but they had to be open to member changes. And one of those member changes said that it was the singer that they had to get rid of their singer. So they apparently talked it over with their old singer, and he was cool with it. He like didn't you know he wasn't tripping at all. He was cool. And they were like okay. So then we find out that like another band from Lafayette got this same email about getting signed to pure noise and we were like okay what the fuck's going on so i think one of them went to pure noise's site and like tried to find an official email so they contacted them and they were like hey uh we're trying to verify if this email is like real if this is like somebody from your label like an agent that's trying to sign us and pure noise responded back and they were like i don't know who the fuck this is like uh <laughs> I have no idea who this is or who you are. Like, you know, no, it wasn't us. So the band like got super discouraged. Like the first month or two I was in it, like they even like, were like, you know, if you don't want to join this, I totally understand. <laughs> They're like, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do this bullshit either. And, uh, I just immediately, I was like, you know, I've never been in a band that's like wanting to grind so hard you know, uh, crypto bros hashtag, mm -hmm. uh, but, <laughs> but they were so committed to like getting a van and like self booking a tour and shit. So I, I just kind of went with it. I was like, fuck it. You know, I don't know when I'm going to ever meet a band that wants to like do as much. And you know, the first year or two I was in it, I, I wasn't a huge contributor to the writing. I didn't really like, I didn't do much besides like wrote, write lyrics and just try to like, save face and like be in this thing mm. and um you know over the time you know we just became closer and closer and uh i don't know it just kind of it kind of hit off and slowly but surely i just kind of started melding my writing and my thoughts into it and you know led us to where we are today so it's a pure no a fake pure noise label email is the whole reason this thing is still rolling i guess 
So when you got that email from Iodon Records, how much research did you do into that <laughs> uh, email verification process? Oh, none at all. Only because uh, Gary, um, our producer, uh, was the one that was helping us shop it, and Gary hit us up. So, you know, we, we could breathe a sigh of relief mm-hmm. and be like, oh, thank you. Um, so, you know, Gary has shopped it. He shopped it to a couple labels. Actually, funny enough, shopped it to Pure Noise too. And uh, <laughs> I mean, at that Pure point, Noise you have to legit. It, yeah, Pure Noise legitimately responded. And, you know, they said that they they liked the record. They just didn't want to take a chance on like a band that they're not sure they're going to sell anything for. Because you know, we're not. You know, what's how do you how does an unpopular band become popular until someone, you know, dives in? <laughs> so that all <laughs> happens, and. I think after the pure noise one happened, we decided to self-release a single. And then about a month or two later, uh, Gary got in contact with Casey we, and we looked over it all and we looked over like what the record deal was going to offer. And um, it was more than we could ever attempt to try, you know, financially. So the fact that Casey was like willing to put in the work and effort for these songs that, you know, you know they mean they mean a fuck ton to us and you know to have somebody else take them and make it you know their own baby it's like uh you know it's romantic <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take your baby and i'm gonna make it my own that's just being a responsible parent that's it good, good on everybody Sa- Sa- saying that like in a full sentence uh, made me re-question everything i said just now uh you know <laughs> yeah i was like i'm hearing what you're saying and i'm liking it if you repeat it just no context but yeah then you put it full full force and you're like wow this is a strange world what are we doing <laughs> i I have to wonder if that email was just there to get them to kick out their singer, which that is the theory. Yeah, no, but the, but the theory is actually the opposite. The theory that we all had made up was that maybe the singer sent the email himself to the band to kick himself out so that he didn't have to be in the band because we were like, there's no, there's no other person. Like the only other band who got emailed was affiliated and doing stuff um like production wise with the other singer so like in our head we were like maybe maybe he just like did all this to like fucking leave and like you know but in my head i was we never confirmed that that was the case but like in my head i was like i was like i mean it doesn't really make that i mean if it was me i would have just said like yeah i don't want to do this like i don't know yeah i feel like making a whole email is a little crazy so i mean unless um, he really wanted the drama and the excitement to add to the, world. I know. <laughs> He's just well, it could have been cool if he would have had a, if we would have lore built into like him having a rival band that we like could have fought against. Like that would have made sense, you know. We could have sold been, some like, merch. Scott Pilgrim yeah. energy. It would have been more fun. Oh my gosh. Seven yeah, because it had like cheese, cheese, but they're all like cheese pizza pop punk singers. Yeah, you know. So it's like it also... Parker Cannon's like the final one. Oh my god. <laughs> Because it also feels like at that point, if when you find out the email isn't real, isn't valid, like the band wasn't like, well, actually, we're not going to keep going with you because this was fake. So we're going to bring him back because we only changed members for that. But it's like clearly that wasn't yeah. even a even a discussion at that point. It's just like, oh, let's just keep going and see what we 
see what we can do. Yeah, that that's the funniest thing about it was like no, it was after it happened, we still played the shows. We like booked a tour in the Northeast Coast before we even had the van. We were just doing shit like like with no uh, no plan really, mm-hmm. and it, it's really funny to look back now and think like yeah, like I just joined. And you know, none of these people knew who I was. We we were never friends. And like like Trevor, uh, Alex, and Jaron, they went to high school together. So like they kind of have been bonding as musicians and friends since like you know early days. Me, I'm just this like stranger. Like so I'm like, <laughs> if y'all if y'all wanna have me do my weird shit and be in this band, like let I mean let's do it, I guess. But that is really funny. Yeah, that's strange. Maybe that's a part of your curse. Like, that's why every Ooh. band you play with, they break up. It's because <laughs> the old singer put, like, a hex or something yeah. on you. That would be crazy. It's the, oh, my the gosh. Curse the of the pure noise it's lore. Building. Yeah, this Hey Thanks to Lore is, like, novel-worthy. We yeah. should get a writer. <laughs> yeah, we should do what um, all these bands are doing now is making graphic novels and releasing them. And be like, hey, guys, do you want the Hey Thanks Lore, but in graphic novel form? <laughs> Oh my gosh! They're like we can. They're like Gerard Way can do it. We can do it too. Yeah. Come on, y'all. We are the next My Chemical Romance. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Us. Sorry, Gerard. Move out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Gerard. I'm kidding. No. I, I, any stands listening right now? I didn't mean what I said. They're still great. Great <laughs> band. I love them. They're so good. We have to make sure we can never upset the stands because that's how we'll get like canceled and/or harassed and bullied online. Yeah. Yeah, draw away is perfect. As two stands, like, you know, I feel like we're fine. We can say these things because we are stands. But also, man, just don't cancel us. We we don't like things that you probably like, and it's okay. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Except draw away because he's he's perfect. Don't yeah. fuck him. Yeah, there's no there's no, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. The fact that like when they came back originally, people were like that drawway doesn't look the same i'm like yeah because it's been like what a decade people uh get older in a decade and just I was, like i was gonna say it's out. it's Hello? kind of it's kind of fucked up to me like i mean i guess this is just a personal opinion but whenever they came back out i felt like it was fucked up that like a lot of these press places were like using photos from the 2008 mm-hmm. era like where he yeah. had like red hair and just not showing like current him i was like what's the like what the fuck? <laughs> there yeah. are places that still do that, and I'm like, you could, because there's been other like pieces he has done, like very sparingly, but like, yeah, there are newer photos of him. A hundred percent. It's it's literally like a cash grab. They're trying to like, I don't know. I I just think that stuff's kind of messed up. You know, just like you know, just post people how they look. Like what? Whatever. Like when I was at the return show, there was people around me. They're like, that's what Broadway looks like, and I'm like yeah like hello do you oh have yeah an issue? you can leave this sacred place right now because that's crazy <laughs> to think about because it's like tiktok and all this stuff has kind of blown them resurfaced them and a lot of these like kids who are like just now getting into mcr they're probably seeing those like old pictures and not really like doing research on like where the photo came from you know so it's mm-hmm. like their heads are probably all like fucked up or something when they go like <laughs> i guess see them or whatever it was my understanding that my heroes and idols would never age or change. They would be the same forever. I can see that. Like an anime. Like an anime. Oh, God. We never age, and we have a thousand episodes. And we uh, have one outfit. One outfit. And that's it. I'm Doug from the show Doug. 
Uh, we're almost at an hour. I want to give you that chance to, uh, I know you already did your plug cause you, uh, you, you, you have it all prepared, but I want to give you a chance to throw out any other plugs where people can find you on the internet, uh, where people can, uh, get the LP when it drops, where people can check out the single, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, right now you can pre-order the LP start living on uh, deathwishink.com. It's, uh, or you can also go to iodinerecords.com and it'll have the link to the Deathwish store. Um, you can stream us on pretty much any streaming service you have. Uh, go pre-save the new single. I'm sure it's on the way because uh, the premiere came out today and it drops Wednesday. So the more people we get to like stream these numbers up, the more Casey won't murder me. Hell yeah. And, Here we go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, what else and you know shout out to my bandmates who aren't with me right now uh, i know you're there in spirit or you know playing minecraft whatever you're doing um and you know shout out gary sioni brett Rome's, mike calajon for being a big part of this record i can't wait for it all to finally drop so we can all breathe and like start <laughs> thinking about the next one you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it comes out may 27th Get that pre-order. We got vinyls, cassettes. Friend Club Records is selling cassettes on their uh, on their website and their Bandcamp. I think. Um, you know they've been helping us out a lot too. Uh, yeah, and if you're in Europe, hit up Evil Greed. They have the vinyls over there, uh, so you don't have to pay as much in shipping or whatever, whatever uh, thing makes it worthwhile to do. <laughs> so um, literally, if you're on any continent for the most part, you don't have an excuse. Yeah, exactly. The only excuse you have is to judge us and hate it. But I mean, streams. you know, hate streams. That's I mean, if you want to hate stream and talk, talk shit to your friend after and be like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, I don't know. I got to hear it again. Mm-hmm. And you'll know, just play it again. Like, I'm fine with that. Yo, that's so. three cents closer to uh, to cooping those chicks, you know? Oh, yeah. Casey's got to buy him a crown. Yeah. With all this money. <laughs> King King Casey. Yeah, I'm heading to the dollar store after a few more streams. <laughs> oh God. Buying a oh yeah, or I'm going to Burger King get one of those paper crowns. Those are free the if you ask. Those are free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could like use this the like pennies to donate to yeah. the like fun, fun foundation or whatever they're. <laughs> yeah, you promoting. can put them in and you can like play the game though to see if you can win like fries or something. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like you're donating to try and win money. Like how? Like that's the greediest like concept in my head. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's. I think that's all the plugs I have for now that I want to give. Um, you know, we've got a lot of cool shit happening. Some tours possibly being announced in the summer. Um. Some music videos possibly coming out. I, I won't ever give the details though. You know, you just have to be stalking us on the internet. Mm-hmm. So you gotta do it. You don't oh, get yeah. any no free info on music videos here. You gotta you gotta follow that nope. Instagram. Get on the Twitter. Twitter. Hey thanks underscore LA on everything. I think. <laughs> it did it did confuse me because of how much like LA is just for Los Angeles and I'm like no 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 Louisiana well, literally people add us to LA playlist thinking mm-hmm. we're from California yep and oh I'm honestly God. I'm here for it you know yeah I mean so. any playlist is a good playlist but it's like yeah the LA means a state mm-hmm. uh whereas usually cities don't aren't acronyms that way but it just shows you how much 
Louisiana's unimportant to people's thoughts. We're going to get Louisiana on the map. We're going to fix New on the Orleans. Map. Uh, we're gonna move it up from number fifty to at least forty nine. Oh, dude, we're getting to forty nine. We're coming. Whoever's forty nine going on? Yeah, I don't know who. Watch it is. yourself, well, some, Arkansas. Somebody in the chat said we are forty nine, so I think now the goal is forty eight. I Fine. might have got that 48. wrong. Forty eight, Alabama. Yeah. Watch your back. Oh, Roll yeah. this tide, motherfucker. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh god. I got nothing. L uh, we we love you, LSU. Yeah, we everybody's fine. Everyone is fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Uh, oh yeah, everybody who is listening to this, go uh, pre-save that single. Get it done. Go uh, uh, check out the EP if you're listening to this after it's out. You know, May 27th, start living. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to do your little, you know, thing after that. Your little but, outro. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Oh, your little outro of the... Uh, start living and i hope you do oh shit i'm sorry i was trying to like read people's shit on this fucking <laughs> twitch this whatever this mechanic thing is whatever this internet is yeah whatever this nft thing looking thing is <laughs> may 27th start living comes out and i hope you do hell yeah uh period we're gonna keep talking over on twitch uh with all the the people that are hanging out over there so uh yeah, make sure that you get it done. Get all the streamings. Uh, three cents per stream. Just drop a bunch of streams. Those those pennies add up, you know? Get it done. They do. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, hey, thanks, Travis. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks. Thank you for having me. This has been real fun. I literally couldn't think of a way to end it without just saying, hey, thanks for being <laughs> hey, on. That's okay. You'll add on to the other hundreds of people. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for listening and hope you really enjoyed that. And you got some good insight and hopefully a new band that you are going to be getting into. So we will see you later. We also have some really rad interviews coming on up, including some really big ones. We're really stoked on for you guys to listen to. I've been Lizzie for the Emo Social Club podcast. Brian is, I think, at home sleeping still. Um, so we will see you later. Bye. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to type now. Oh, oh, crap. I'm not signed in. I'll just, <laughs> have, I'll just have the answer from my voice. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get signed in.